Okay, Dafnun Beis, continuing the halachas of Tikkun Oilam, different various Tikkun Oilam halachas. So this halacha is focusing on halachas of what we call an apitropus. Apitropus, the Gemara in Kedusha learns out that there's a din called apitropus that we can appoint someone to stand in on behalf of Yisaimim. Generally speaking, we're talking about Yisaimim Kitanim we're talking about over here, uh, that they cannot take care of their own affairs and there's no one to take care of them, there's an older brother or something like that. So there are three types of apitropus. The word apitropus seems to apparently be some sort of Greek or Latin word of some sort. Uh, but there are three types of apitropus we'll talk about. There's an apitropus appointed by Bezdin, Bezdin can join in. There's an apitropus that can actually be appointed by the father himself before he dies. So he can say, I want this person to take care of the affairs of the assignment. And as we'll see in the Gemara, that person actually has a little bit more power in some situations than an apitropus of Bezdin, because the father himself said who should be in charge. And then we have the case that the Mishnah starts off with, which is what we like a default apitropus, which is, says the Mishnah, So if you have someone who basically like adopted, unofficially adopted these children, so he's just taking care of their day-to-day activities, so he automatically becomes an apitropus. He has the same halacha for most practical purposes as an apitropus, even though he was never appointed by Bezdin, even though he's never appointed by the father, he just becomes the default apitropus. Or if the father appointed apitropus, so in those two cases, similarly in the third case that we discussed where the Bezdin appoints as well, this halacha would apply. There's no reason it should necessarily be different. It's not clear in the Mishnah why it leaves that out, except the next halacha will be a difference. So the first halacha the Mishnah says is, Chayev la'aser perseim. So as we'll see in the Gemara, you can't just go ahead and take Trumas and Maisos off somebody else's stuff on your own. You have to be a shliach, or it has to be your own. So what role, what we're actually questioning here is, what is the role, halachic role of the apitropus? Is the apitropus a shliach? Is the apitropus considered a family member? Like, what exactly halachic role does the apitropus have? Says our Mishnah, seemingly, again, it's not, it doesn't say those words in the Mishnah at this point in the Mishnah, but that we'll see in the Gemara right away. The apitropus has, our Mishnah says, which means he's responsible to take trumas and maishas from the nechosim of the assignment so that they can be able to eat, as we'll see right away in the Gemara. Next, Halacha says the Mishnah, So here now we bring in the two types of official Apitropus that we discussed. So one that was appointed by the father of the assignment before he died. So Yishba. So when he's finished his Apitropusness, Right, that's a new word. Uh, when the seven become older, maybe thirteen or maybe twenty, in terms of the chasim of karka, so then his job is over. Now they have absolutely no idea if he did a good job or not, or if he stole money along the way. It's basically impossible to manage. So therefore, he has to make a shavua that he did not take anything. Even though in this case, there's nobody has a taina against him. Nobody has a taina's bari that he stole anything. Nobody's accusing him of necessarily for sure stealing. Yet in this case, Chazal made a takana that he has to make a shavua. However, says the Mishnah, we knew Bezdin, if Bezdin appoints the Apitropas, then lo yishava. Then he does not have to swear. Why? We'll see on the Gmar Namad Beis. Abashol Abashol says exactly the opposite svara that when Bezdin appoints you, you do make a shvua. When the father appoints you, you do not make a shvua. What's the svara of the two sides? We'll see right away in Ahmed Beis. So then, first of all, let's go on the halacha of truma. Raminu. The pasuk says by Hilchas Truma, Kain Tarimu Gam Atem Truma Sashami Sechem. You should take Truma, and the Gemara is focusing on these words Gam Atem. What does it mean, Gam Atem? You as well. This is where the Gemara in Kedusha learns out Hilchas Shlichus. That not only can you take Truma, but your Shliach can take Truma as well. But before we get to the halacha of Shlichus in this pasuk, the first halacha we learn from the pasuk is actually actually that you need Shlichus. Meaning, we darshan Atem Veloy Shutfin. 
If you have two partners in a field, each one can only take truma on their own half. You can't take truma on your partner's half. Atem recent. if you're a sharecropper, so the sharecropper could take on his part maybe, but he can't take for the balabais. He's not a shliach of the balabais. Atem the Bryce says clearly that an apitropus is not a shliach, an apitropus is not the balabais, an apitropus cannot take trumas or maizus. Atem, and the, the klal is, as Rashi explains this tomorrow, you can never take truma or maizus on anything that you don't own. Obviously, if you're a shliach, then you could. But if you're not a shliach, then you cannot. So therefore, says the Gemara, how does our Mishnah say the Apitropus is allowed to? Not only Api allowed to. Our Mishnah said Chayovin, he's responsible to. Uh, the Bryce says an Apitropus is not allowed to take Trumus and Maestros on something that's not his. So Rav Chista, Kasha. Kan Lahachil, Kan Lahaniach. It depends why he's taking off the Trumus and Maestros. Is he taking off the Trumus and Maestros because the Yisraelim need to eat now? If they need to eat now, then he can take off Trumus and Maestros. If he's just taking it off, they have, you know, 10 tons of grain, and he just wants to make sure that that stuff is, has Trumus and Maestros taken off, even while it's being stored away, that he's not allowed to do. Now, it does not explain in the Gemara how this works. We just said it's a Pusik. Atem v'lai apitropa. Apitropa cannot. So how did the Mishnah say it could? So the Mepharshim explained it in one of two directions. One direction is that really you're right. An Apitropa cannot take Trumus and Maestros. He's not the Balabais. He's not the Sheikh. He's not allowed to. Ripnei tikun o'elam chazal apply over here a din called Hefker Bezdan Hefker, that since we need these Yisraelim to be able to eat, and obviously we don't want the Yisraelim eating stuff which is Tevel, therefore Chazal Medrabonan gave a right, to allow the Apitropos to take Trumus and Maestros. That's one Malach in the Gemara. A second Malach in the is exactly the opposite. That really what we're learning out here is that Apitropos has a din like the Balabais. Apitropos is Ke'ilu, like a Shliach, if you want to say, or like the owner in place of the father, whatever lambda you want to apply to it, really the Apitropos could take Trumus and Maestros always. Said that if you're doing it for later purposes, we don't want you doing it. We prefer let the assignment when they get older, they'll take their own chumas and rices. If they don't need to eat it now, they'll give it to whatever coin they want to give it later. So it's not clear from the Mishnah if the tikkun oilam is that he's allowed to, or if the tikkun oilam is that when it's lahaniach, he's not allowed to. One of those two ways. Says the Gemara. Sorry? Both. Depends on the age of the assignment. Could be. Maybe. No, the Rishonim don't say that, but it could be. No. Says my Vatanya. Vatanya, we have a Brysa. This is Vatanya bin Nichusa. So this is a Brysa that's proving our point. It says very clearly, it goes through all the halachas of Apitropin. It says, Apitropin, Termin, Maisen, Lahachil, And Apitropin can take Trumus and Maisen if it, the Yisraelim need to eat now, but not if it's going to be left for later for just for storage. And says the, the Brysa, all kinds of other halachas. Now it says, Meichrin Lahem does not mean you're buying to them. It means you're selling from their stuff. Okay? So if you want to sell, generally speaking, all things being equal, the Apitropos' job is not to make a profit or take any risk. The Apitropos' job is to be as conservative as possible and just make sure the Yisraelim have what they need to eat. So generally speaking, he should not be selling anything of theirs. But, says the Bryce, so and them, he's allowed to sell from their stuff, even though it says lahe, and it means from them. If they don't have cash, and they need to be able to sell some of their property, some of their nechosim, so they can eat right now, then you can do that, just like we said before, the Trumas Just to get cash to invest, not a good idea. Right? Cash is dangerous to have around. Cash people could steal easily. Better off keeping the animals, keeping whatever it is, the avodim you have. 
This one is not very clear what this price, what this line of the Gemara means. Rashi doesn't say anything on this line of the Gemara, so it's not clear if this one is also just selling Paris Yenus Shmeni Vesolsus so that you can have cash to eat, which is the same structure as the previous halacha. But then it would be strange. Why is it separated out? A and B. Why would you be selling these things? Just eat them. It doesn't make sense. So some of Farshim actually changed the gears over here and say on this line it actually means you're buying. So if you want to buy fruits, vegetables, things, wine that they need to eat, now you could. But to buy it just for storage, that you should not do. Another halacha says the Brisa, Vaislam Lulov, Arava, Vasukov, Etzitzis, all mitzvahs that they need to do, mitzvahs that have a fixed time, that you do one time a year, whatever it is, that you can do. Anything which is has a certain amount of money and time, so then we let the Apichabas do it. Lashaifer is another example, says the Brisa, maybe this is not the Brisa talking, this is probably the Gemara talking. And Vulaikem, Sefeter, Tfilin, Mazuzas, Vulaikem, also if they need Svarim, you can buy from that. Lashaifer, Megillah, Megillah as well. The ain't personal in stucca. However, it's stucca you cannot do because stucca is endless, right? As we saw this morning, right? Stucca just goes on and on and on. They come all the time, right? They come all the time. Rashi says it's a question of money. It's a question of time. It happens always, okay? The ain't personal in shuin, pigeon shuin also. It can happen always. Therefore, it's ain't like kitzvah that you do not allow the upper trumpet to get involved in such a thing. If they have to invest money to to use money to, for Tanchumi Avelim, for Kfar, stuff like that, that the assignment stay away from the Apichapas has no right to do that. Continues the Brai, so. He's not allowed to be done, to go to Bezdan on behalf of the assignment for Chayv and for Schus. That says the Gemara, why? The Gemara is like pausing here in the Brai, so. If it's for their benefit, why can he not go to Bezdan? Says the Gemara, you're right. What does that mean? The Rashi says an amazing pshat, which not everybody agrees to. It's what Rashi says. That if they go to Bezdin on behalf of the Yisraelim and they lose, then the deal is off. But if they win, then they get the money. Okay, so it's 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 win win always, right? So the apotropist only has a right to. So even though when he's going into the din he doesn't know if he's going to win or lose. We only allow it to actually happen at the end if they end up winning on behalf of the assignment. If they end up losing, then not. And that's what it means. There's no reason for him not to enter. Into Correct, hundred percent. That's what the price is saying. Price is just telling you that if at the end you lose. Then we back out on the deal, and you have to wait again and deal with that later on. Continues the Brisa. Some things they might want to do that sound like it's for the benefit of the Yisraelim. Yisraelim. The Yisraelim has a field far away from the city, and they found an opportunity is to sell that field and buy a closer field. So it sounds like it's actually a good thing for the Yisraelim. No, you're not allowed to do that. If they have a bad quality field and they want to sell it and purchase a higher quality field, that also you cannot do. My timer, what's Pshat says the Brisa? The Dilma Mishtad Fin. When it comes to fields, you never know which ones are going to actually be successful. You think you know the closer one, the better one, but you know, the Banishom's in charge over here. And therefore, again, the, the goal of the upper job is to be as conservative as possible, take zero risk uh, to expose the assembly. The, 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 the difference between close and far away and, and, and better and worse is that that's the difference already. Okay. Okay, but at the end of the day, we're saying that they're worth the same amount of money. But it's worth the same amount of money. It's like Idias and Benias and Zibiris. So if it's worth the same amount of money, don't touch. Don't touch. Another one like this. Can they sell a field to buy an Evid? That you cannot do. Because again, a Sada is more 
more fixed and less opportunity for loss over there. The opposite is true. If you want to take some of your liquid assets, avodim is yachasit liquid to a field, and buy a field, that you could do. Shigamlil says, even that not do. You shouldn't do, again, don't change anything. My time of Maybe this field will not work out. Maybe the field will go bad. Maybe someone will come in an ear on the field that the field was stolen. There could be lots of different reasons why it should work. So Shimon says, even in this case, don't take any risk. Don't buy anything or sell anything unless you absolutely have to. If they have an Evid, they want to free the Evid. You're not allowed to free the Evid. Here it's much worse. Here it's not just a question of taking care of the Nechasm and the Yusayimim. The Apichop is not the Balabais over here. And therefore he has no Koyach to free the Evid at all. And therefore he can't do anything. But, to sell the Evid, for whatever reason, that we said he's allowed to do, to represent them, so if you, want to, if you need the Evid to go free for whatever reason, so you could sell the Evid to a third party, get the money for the assignment, if you actually have to, if they need the money, whatever it is, and if that third party wants to go ahead and free him, that you could. Rebbe Yomer, similar to what we had earlier, the truth is an Evid could buy his own freedom. So you can't necessarily just free the Evid, but just like you could sell the Evid to a third party, Yapitrapis is allowed to, Yapitrapis is allowed to sell the Evid to himself. That's no difference. Okay. Next halach in the Brisa. This, according to Rashi, explains it. seems to be the same exact halach we had in the Mishnah, that when the Yapitrapis finally gives up his position at the end of the time, then they have to go to Bezdin. And you have to, you have to make a cheshven, you make a shvua, so that we know who's who. Again, the Brisa here is not differentiating between whether it's a shvua for a menuah yidei Bezdin or a menuah yidei of Yisraimim. We'll see more details in the Gemara. You don't have to make a shul. Again, it sounds like this sounds very similar to the Machlokes we had in our Mishnah, but in which case you do have to make a shul, in which case you don't, although the Bryce doesn't say all the details. Another important point is, is that the person you appoint has to be someone who we consider halakhically responsible. So obviously, no, and even women we do not appoint. However, says the Bryce, if the father appoints a woman, if the father appoints an Evid, Father appoint whatever he wants, right? It's up to the father to do whatever he wants. He's in charge of the estate while he's still alive, and therefore he can appoint any apichapas he wants. Some of them, of course, actually go back on some of this, on the brisa and say that in cases where the apichapas was appointed by the father, some of these other alachas might not apply. The apichapas might be allowed to do more activities when he's actually appointed by the father, because then he's really a direct shliach of the family. Again, it's not clear directly from the brisa. Rashi does not say anything about that. Now, the brings a bunch of stories, halachic stories related to this. There was an Apichapas that was taking care of Yosemim in the neighborhood of Rameir. He was trying to sell land to buy Avadim, which we said you should not do, according to Anakama. But Rameir stopped him from doing it. He now to sell this Yosemim's land. That night, Rameir saw in a dream, I'm trying to ruin, you're trying to build. Meaning, he thought, he thought that the Bal Chalaymist, whatever dream he was having, was telling him that he should leave the Yapichapas to do what he wants. He said, no. Halakhali speaking, we could ignore the Chalaymist, and therefore, even though the dream seemed to indicate that Rameir was wrong, Rameir said, I stick to my guns. Another story with the mayor before we get back to Apitrapas. Anu betrayed the Igribu Sutton. There was two people living together, and the Sutton was uh, very active in their house. What does that mean? Here we go. The Cholbe Shimshi, Erev Shabbos, today's Erev Shabbos, having come Adodi. There was fights every Erev Shabbos. Unfortunately, this happens, right? Stress of Erev Shabbos, and there's fights. So, Ikler Mayor Lhosem. So, Mayor must have had uh, ther- therapy services, and her mayor goes over there to their house on Erev Shabbos to give them therapy. So he went, came back for three. 
three three sessions every Arab Shabbos for three weeks in a row. Adavalu Shalma until they, he was able to, to get their life organized to the point where there was less stress in the house of Arab Shabbos. Shamid the Kamar said when Yemir left on that third Arab Shabbos, it sounds like he heard a voice. Yemir kicked this person, meaning the Sultan, out of the house. Back to Elchazapi Trumpets. Who helped with Trumpets? I was Shabbos and Bishum Alevi. Trumpets Trumpets in his neighborhood. David came a Zabin Arav a Zavin Turi. He was selling land to buy oxen. You use the ox to like it would be the same as buying a tractor. Okay, they needed they need they needed machinery for the fields. So Vilayim Alamidi Bishum Alevi let him do that. Oh, we just said you're not supposed to sell fields. So Vilayim Alamidi said that by an ox or those kind of tractor things, it's different. The son of Alamidi Yamai lekarasi leishti ishti lesheri sheri. This is Alamidi's famous statement. My wife, my wife. Sure, sure. No, Ishti Basi. I refer to my wife as the house. The whole house runs around her. Well, the Shari Sade, and I have referred to my Shar as my Sade because that's an integral part of being able to do work around the fields is having a proper Shar so you could sell a field to get a Shar to work the other fields. And therefore, he said, even an Apitropis is allowed to do that. So there was these Simim that they were living by their grandmother, it sounds like, not officially appointed Apitropis. She was just taking care of them. Habila Turasa, they had a, an animal. Shakla was a vinta nihili. So she sold it. Asu Kravim Lakameda Vnach, when the other relatives came and said, uh, What's going on over here? Who appointed her? So Amrule, Maya Vidate, what's the problem? Maya Vidne deserved She's allowed to. Amrule Yisayimim Shasamukhe, it's a bias tonight. The Mishnah says that if they're living by her, she has an automatic default halacha of an apitrapis. And if she felt that this was the proper thing to sell and do, she's allowed to. Oh, but now they said, they said, but she got a bad price for it. She sold this, this animal for 50 shekel, and then right after she sold it, the price went up. And therefore, she should have waited and got a better price. She's not doing a good job. So they said, no, she's, it went up. Yes, I agree, the price changed, but it changed after the lekech already, after the deal was done. So nothing you could do. So they said, wait a second. But the Lekeach, the Lekeach did not pay the money yet. So now, normally in Hilchus Kinyin, by Hilch, excuse me, normally in Hilchus Kinyin, too much sugar, normally in Hilchus Kinyin, when you, make, when you make a Kinyin, there's two things that happen. You make a Kinyin Meshicha, and then the Lekeach has to pay, the Lekeach makes the Meshicha, and he has to pay money. We know Api Alocha by Metaltlin, Kesef is Loi Koina, right? Kesef is not Koina, it's the Meshicha of the Lekeach that actually does the Kinyin. So in this case, if they already took the animal, in terms of Hilchus Kinyin, it's done. If the price goes up, too bad. I already, even though I didn't pay for it yet, but I was already Koina the animal. However, says the Gemara, Amaluhu, in this case, by Yisaymim, we're going to say it's different. Why? Even though, by regular people, by a hedger, we say, Kesef is not koina. Rather, it's the Meshicha that's going to in this case, it's too late. But by Hegdish, it doesn't work that way. But by Hegdish, it's the money that makes the Kenyan. And therefore, by Yisoyimim, Chazal made a Takana to protect, as we'll see in the Gemara, all the details, to protect the Yisoyimim in certain situations, we're going to say that, no, the deal is not finished until they pay, until the person pays. And since over here they did not pay, even though they did the Kenyan Mashiach, you could say, well, sorry, price changed. 
I want the higher price now because the deal is not closed until you actually pay for the animal dinner. And therefore, in this case of the safta, they deserve to get the higher price. And therefore, in this case, even though she sold it, and the deal was done in terms of the king in, but since they, the lekech had not yet paid, she can demand a higher price. Another case like this. So they had some wine. Of Yisaimim, so again, someone took it, made a kenyan on it, and they paid four, four per barrel. It went up in price before they paid for it. and it was now worth six, whatever it was per barrel. So also come Rav Nachman. I'm looking at the Chanan. It's exactly the halach we just said. Hanu bechleiber idi. Damer chleiber idi. Amar Shmuel. Next is Emery Kehegdish. Why makni ela bekasper? The Kenyan is not done unless you actually pay the money. Until you pay the money, if the price changes, the Yisemim can benefit. Now wait a second. Sometimes, if you do this and you leave the deal open, the Yisemim are actually going to lose. Depends which way the the price goes. So says the Gemara. Let's go through all the possibilities and figure out in which case we apply this halacha and in which case we do not apply this halacha. So the Gemara says as follows: Keep track of the case. The first case, Moshuch Peri Miyasmi. Okay, so if the Yisemim are selling something, they're selling fruits. Okay, so in that case, they sell for a certain price. After they sell it, and the person. Right, If it goes up in price, so the Yisraeli already gave away this, these fruits. Now, before the person paid, the price goes up. The Yisraeli can say, oh, now we're, we are applying Rebbe Chaniloi's halacha, that the Kenyan is not a good Kenyan, and now you have to pay me the higher price. So, what if the price goes down? So now the price goes down. So Lokech comes and says, hey, if it went up, you're going to make me pay more. So now that it went down, I want to pay less. She said, no. Lo hegdish. Right by hegdish, right? We're never, never going to, it's never going to be worse. So once, since by a hegdish, if you made a kinya mashicha, the deal's done. Hegdish, we only allow it to be open, and by yisraeli, we only allow it to be open for their benefit, not for their loss. So in this case, if the price goes down, then we protect them the other way, and we say, oh, sorry, the kinyan's done already. You're not going to get the cheaper price. So that's when you're buying Paris from yisraeli. What about the opposite? What about amshuchu lu peri liyasmi? What about this case where the yisraeli are buying? So Yisraelim are the lekech in this case. So now, they, they took some fruits. They have not yet paid. Yisraelim have not yet paid. A yaker, now the price goes up. So then, If the price goes up, and we say the Kenyans are good, the Yisraelim are going to have to pay more, that we never do. Then the Yisraelim get to keep the cheaper price. Zol, but if the price goes down, so then we should say, the Yisraelim say, well, we didn't make official Kenyan yet, because we're protected like Hegdish, and we didn't pay the money, we should be able to pay the cheaper price. So, so if it was up to us, we would apply to and the Yisraelim get to pay the cheaper amount. Because even though they took the fruits, they didn't pay yet. But it's because you you're missing a point, and therefore the halacha does not apply. What's the point? Long term, this is not a good way to approach a deal when the Yisraeli are buying. Why? What's going to happen? The Yisraeli are going to come to the shuk and want to buy pears. Normally in the shuk, you take the pears, you pay later. Okay. And you're never worried about anything because the price is fixed at the time of the purchase. You're telling me by Yisraeli, the price is not fixed by the time of the purchase. If the price changes later, the Yisraeli are going to pay less. No one's going to ever sell them pears unless they pay up. And Therefore, in this case, we actually waive Rabbi Chanei Chalai's halachos, even though in the short term, maybe it helps them. In the long term, it does not help them. Therefore, we waive this halach. That's case number two. Case number three. Yavi Yasmi Zuzi Ape. What about the opposite? What if the Yisem go to the Shuk to buy something, and they pay first, and they have not yet done the Kenyan? 
So they already paid, but they have not yet taken the fruits. So Zol, now the price goes down. So the price goes down. They already paid. So now the opposite. Since they did not yet do the Kenyan by a regular person who did such a purchase, since they did not yet do the Kenyan Mashiach, they can back out on the deal and say, we want to pay the lower price, not the higher price. And therefore, Yisraimim would also, of course, get that protection and be able to get the cheaper price because they did not yet do the Mashiach on the, on the Paris. If the price goes up, so if the price goes up, so maybe so now maybe we should buy a hedge if the price goes up. So the seller would back out on the deal and say, you didn't take the, you didn't take the Paris yet. Kenyan's not done. I want the higher price. So maybe we should protect the Yisraelim in this case and say, just like before we said, the money makes the Kenyan, and if you don't do the money, it doesn't. Here, the opposite. Here, we want the money to make the Kenyan, so the Kenyan's done already, and now the Yisraelim get the cheaper price. They don't have to pay the higher price. Says, well, you're right. Again, short term, you're right. But long term, this is not a good idea. Why? Long term, this is not a good idea. The whole reason why Chazal said Mo'os Enokoinis by Metalton is because what's going to happen? You're going to pay for something. You didn't take it yet. Where is it stored right now? By the seller's storage house. Two days later, a fire burns down the storage house. And you're left without stuff. So Chazal said, in that case, therefore, Mo'os Enos Kainis, because we don't want to get into a situation where you pay for it and you don't receive the object, and who's responsible for it in the interim? Therefore, Chazal said, always you have to do Mashiach, you have to take the Chefetz into your Rishus before we allow the Kenyan to happen. Very good. So in this case also, you can have that problem. If you say, and pay, and they say, oh, we made a Kenyan with Kesef because we're, we're Kenyan Kesef people, and therefore, if the price goes Oh, we don't want to pay the higher price. Okay, but then if the thing gets burned down, it's your problem. Oh, I don't want that, right? So therefore, since they need to be protected to make sure that the chayfetz is actually delivered safely and securely to their loading docks, therefore we have to at the same time say that the deal is not done. And if the price goes up, they have to pay the higher price. It has to go hand in hand. The whole reason why these two halachas work is because it's not really a kenyan. And therefore, to protect them, in this case also, it would not be a kenyan. Fourth case, Yavalu Zuzi Liyasmi. What if someone pays the assignment cash for payers? Okay, so now Ayakir. Now the price goes up. So the person paid already. Now, really, if you paid already, we said it's nothing, and therefore, if they, the price goes up, the assignment could charge more. Ayakir and the assignment can of course charge more. That's fine. Zol, if the price goes down, so So they can say, well, too bad the price went down. You paid me already. The assignment work with Kesef. You paid me too bad. No, again, long term, this is not a good idea. Sometimes the assignment need to sell something because they need the cash. And no one's going to want to give them the cash until they actually get delivery of the product. And they're, because they're afraid the price is going to change, you're going to charge me more. So in this case also, we waive Rabbi Chanichai's halacha. So we only use this halacha, this powerful halacha, that you can make a Kenyan Kesef, when it's for the benefit of the assignment of Hegdish, not if it's ever going to have a long-term negative effect. We signed on a star of a mother... This is Yasma. She was again a, a, a self-appointed apitropus. The Mizavan Ara, she was selling land, which you're not allowed to do, but she was selling it like cargo. She was selling it to be, have to pay for taxes. When it comes to paying taxes, then that's considered protecting the assignment, and you're allowed to sell the land to pay it. And Balayachroza. The Gemara discusses in a few places that when you sell fields of Yusaimim, you need to make sure you're getting the best price. How do you make sure you're getting the best price? You have to do an auction for a certain 30 days, 60 days, a few times a week. You have to make sure that you're getting the best price. Here, but when it comes to taxes, you don't have time. 
and therefore you get the best price you could right away. And we signed in such a star, we said it's fine. You look for for cargo for tax purposes. For Mizani, people are hungry, they need cash. Well, look for you need to pay the the, the kadisha. So then then you can sell the field. You sell immediately without having to worry about getting the best price because you need the cash right away. Amram Tzavot, that was his name. Apetropus Diasmiyavi. He was an Apetropus of Yisraelim. Asu Krevim Lekmeidu Rav Nachman. The other relatives seem to always be getting into fights with these Apetropusin. So they went to Rav Nachman. And they said, Amrilei Kolovish Umiximiyasmi. Look at this guy. Right? This guy is walking around in a fancy, uh, whatever, a fancy Armani suit over here. And he's going to all their meetings and he's driving a limo. And, he, and he's expensing it to the Yisraelim. Look, what's that all about? So Amaluki Hechel No. If he wants to represent them appropriately, he needs to be presentable. Obviously, he can't overdo it, but whatever he needs to be presentable to be able to do business deals for them, he's allowed to do. So then they said, Take out the word midditumistam. We see every night he's going out for steak in the fanciest restaurant. Well, who's paying for that? Obviously, he's stealing money from the assignment. We know he's not rich. So that can't tell me he needs that to be able to represent the assignment. A suit, car, maybe. But food, no. And where's he? Who's paying for it? They were accusing him of stealing from the assignment. So Amar Metziach Ashkach Nachman said, "No, down the kavzchus. Maybe he won the lottery. You don't know what his financial situation is. Leave him alone." Says the Mavokamafsid. They said, oh, "No, no, no. We see that he's actually doing a bad job. They're losing money." So Malu Isali Sadi the Mavsid. If you can prove to me, bring me the star, bring me the documents, bring me Adim that he that he's losing money. and then I'll get rid of him. Even though we, we were very not, not wanting to get rid of an apitropus, and we'll do everything we can to protect the situation, but if you can prove he's doing a bad job, then we'll get rid of him. Not necessarily. You get rid of him. Again, this halakha also is not clear that we should have discussed. Does this also apply in a case where the father himself appointed the apitropus? It might be different. Because the father appointed the it is what it is. Who are you to say no? When Bezdin appoints it, or it's self-appointed, then maybe this halacha applies. You get rid of him. But when a father appoints it, it could be that the halacha does not so apply. So the Bezdin can't overrule the father in this case? The Bezdin? No. That the father's the father. The father's the father. The father's the father. Father said that he's the boss. He yeah, does. Okay. That's a separate halacha. You're asking a fundamental question, which is, what right does a father have to appoint an apichapas if the apichapas is only taking over after the father dies? So there seems to be a halacha called fusa sabayis, that there's an, a concept called an estate, and the father can appoint a, a, an executor over the estate that applies even when he's not here. It's an interesting halacha, but that's the way the halacha is. Yeah, like a trust. We had a machlekes in the Mishnah about making a shvua. When, when the apichapas finishes his job, do we make him make a shvua in which case? So the Mishnah said, My timer. Why do we make him make a shvua? So we said, in the case, in memory, in the Tanakhama the case was that if it's appointed by the father, he makes a shvua. If he's appointed by Bezdin, he does not. Now what's the difference? In terms of the trust, it's all the same. Like, either he's trustworthy or not. What, what, what's the issue? It's a very interesting svar. Why is someone agreed to be an executor of his friend's estate? Why? What do you do that for? It's crazy. You're just getting yourself in trouble. Must be that they've done business deals together. I've helped you, you've helped me, and therefore this is just part of that continued relationship. So they have a lapitropus. And therefore the only reason he agreed to do this, not the only reason, the real reason he could do this, is because he's doing a favor for his friend. And therefore, what we're afraid is, is, is if we make a halacha, that when you retire from being an apitropus, you have to make a shua. 
that is discouraging people from wanting to be an apitropus. And people are not going to want to be an apitropus because they're going to be accused of stealing and it's a dangerous thing. Why would I ever want to do such a crazy thing? Terence is that since you're not doing it for stom reasons, you're doing it because the father asked you to do a favor and you're friends with the father and you've done business with him. If we tell you at the end of this relationship you're going to have to make a shua, that's not going to necessarily discourage you from agreeing to be an apitropus because your real reason for being an apitropus is to help out the family that you're friends with. And therefore, in that case, we protect the assignment and make them make a shua. But... We know Bezdin, when Bezdin appoints you, in which case you're not doing anybody a favor, you're just Bezdin's doing it, then lo yeshava. Because Milsabiyamudavit, you're agreeing to do a nice thing. If we tell you at the end of this, you're going to have to make a shvua and swear you didn't steal anything. Remember, we talked about stealing, right? If you put an extra coin in the flower and you gain that extra flower, you chayev miyadeyamba from that shvua. So people say, I don't want to make no shvua, I'm never going to take the job. Okay, and therefore, in that case, Bezin says, we're not going to make you make a shua so that we get applicants for this position. Abashol says, Abashol says, this far exactly the opposite. Meaning, my time, my time, my Bezni Yishava, when Bezin appoints you, yeah, you can make a shua. Why? But he had another kamafikle called the Inshim Hemnu. If someone gets appointed by Bezdin to be an Apichapas Yusayimim, that means you're a trustworthy person. Bezdin is announcing that you're a trustworthy person. That's beneficial to you. So even if at the end of this you have to make a shrua, it's still worth it for you in terms of your business dealings that people know that Bezdin think you're trustworthy. And therefore, the Kanafika called the Interamdu, you're not going to refuse to take the job just because of a shrua. Whereas, when the father appoints you, then Abishol says, you do not make him make a shua, because yeah, I'm doing the father a favor. Yes, we've done business deals together in the past, but at the end of the day, I'm just doing him a favor. Okay? If you make him make a shua, I'm not going to agree to do this favor. I have nothing to really gain by it. I am only have to lose. I'm not going to do it. So we have totally opposite as far as on which side of the coin is it better or are we afraid the person is going to refuse to do the job. Amr of Khan Bar Abmi, Amr Shmuel, Hilchsa Bashol. He passes like Abashol. But Tanya Blazim Yakabram Zevizeshava. He says, not like our Mishnah, either Pshat, both by the Aviyah Simon and by the Bezdin, the person has what to gain anyways. By the Aviyah Simon, he has what to gain because he's doing a favor for the father who have done business with him. When Bezdin appoints him, he has what to gain because he's become trustworthy in the eyes of everybody. And therefore, in both cases, we're not afraid if he makes a shwar that he'll refuse to take the job. And the Yochasar Kedvar that we pass in both cases, you always have to make a shwar. Because he's getting paid. He's getting paid. You swear. You count the money in his wallet? What do you mean he's getting paid? Since when does an Apichapas get paid? Who says he is getting paid? Again, because he's doing it and gaining from it, and especially in the case of the assignment, we said even from the other man, because there's, there's a deal going on here, then as every other nice Yisachar, when you get paid, of course you're responsible to do a good job, and therefore we're not afraid if you make a shua that you're going to refuse to do the job. Okay.